Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of What in the World. I'm your host, Jake, and this is a podcast all about what God is doing both here locally and for me, that's in the Milwaukee area in Wisconsin and all around the globe. And we try to share stories about what God's doing, uh, focusing through the lens of Elmbrook Church, um, being involved in some capacity to kind of give us a grid to look at these stories through. And today uh, we're going to dive into an interview I had with John from The Jesus Film. And I've talked about the Jesus film on previous podcasts. It's something that's very near and dear to my heart. It's something that I've used many times um, and I've watched many times myself. Um, There's tons of tools in the app as well, which we'll talk a little bit about in this episode. But uh, today, introducing it, uh, the Jesus Film was founded in 1981. It was a ministry or is a ministry of Campus Crusade nowadays called Crew. And that film is the most translated film by far of any film in existence ever. And when I recorded this interview, which was right around Harvest Fest, which is mid-October, there was 1,904 translations of the Jesus film, complete full translations, which is basically the entire book of Luke. And today we are, it is January 20th, and there is now 1,925. So within a few month span, we've seen over 20 translations, which if you put that into context, in my mind is just crazy. 20 new translations in just a couple months, languages that previously did not have the book of Luke or the Jesus film in their language, and now they do. And so that's what we're gonna talk about today. We're gonna talk about John's time with the Jesus film. What is the Jesus film? And I'm just really excited for you guys to hear uh, a little bit of his story. And one part that I want to have you pay attention to, there's a Zacchaeus moment, uh, literally a Zacchaeus moment, but climbing an acacia tree in one of his stories, which I found fascinating. And yeah, let's let's dive into it. Let's dive in first, though, to uh, John's cultural blunder. Yeah, well, I was flying into a, uh, a secure Asian country and... You know, when I arrived, I actually was interrogated for about an hour or so. And, that sounds fun. Um, I was so nervous and sweating profusely. Uh, but uh, through the process of that, eventually this lady uh, came to pick me up from the hotel I was going to stay in. And I was going to meet my uh, teammate later. Mm-hmm. So anyway, she, she picks me up and kind of, ex- I had to explain the situation to her. I couldn't bring my Jesus Film equipment with me. And so... Yeah, it was just a tough spot. And then she took me back to the hotel. And so now I got to try to find a way out of this country so that I can figure out what to do next and call my boss back at headquarters and all these kinds of things. And so I knew her name was Betty. Mm -hmm. And so I went from my room down to the front desk and I said to the the person there, hey, um, is Betty there? And the lady said, Betty who? And I said, well, uh, I don't know her last name, but her first name is Betty. And then the lady at the front desk said, Betty who? And I said, well, I actually <laughs> don't know what her last name is, but her first name is Betty. And then she got a little impatient and then she wrote on a piece of paper, B-E-T-T-Y-W-U. And I'm like, Betty who? Yes, that is who I want to talk to. <laughs> I felt like I was in this strange episode of who's on first and what's on yes, second. I was and literally going to reference that. So anyway, an Asian version of that sitcom. So John, that is 
that's an amazing story because you literally were acting out who's on first and who's on second. If you haven't seen that, I would definitely recommend Googling it and looking up on YouTube. But basically, it's the same premise where people's last names sound like an English word like who. Yeah. And so that then led to multiple confusion, which you actually, in real life, you lived yes. that out. Uh, in an Asian country, yes, exactly. While trying to get my equipment back and fly out of a country during a very challenging time. <laughs> so you were already stressed out at yes. this point. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think that's a, that's a great example of a simple cultural blunder because you, you're tired. You've gone through something you didn't want to have to go through. And then you're just trying to figure out what's next. And then there's this language problem. There's this slight confusion culturally, linguistically. Um, which obviously you did figure out eventually. Yes, praise, just, praise it God. It just took someone yeah. having to write it out for you. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But yeah, thanks for sharing that, John. <laughs> All right. So today, John, uh, I want to do a little more of an introduction of you. So, John, you work with the Jesus film, uh-huh, uh-huh. and you've been with it for how many years now? So about twenty years now, by God's grace. Yeah. Yeah, and you. S- I'm not going to get too much in your calling story, even though I think it's a very powerful story, um, because it's actually, if you want to check out another podcast on unheard stories, your story is the one of David. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a code name for you. Mm-hmm. And you talk about basically being uh, an actual fisherman. Mm-hmm. Like that was your actual occupation, mm-hmm. working with Fish and Wildlife Service? Correct, yep. In beautiful location, dream job, but then having this calling from God basically to become a fisher of men, which eventually led you to the Jesus film. So that's, I really enjoyed that story. So I would encourage our listeners, if you want to learn more about John or in this case, David, go check that out. on Mm -hmm. The Unheard Story podcast. Yep. uh, Through Apple Podcasts. But today I really want to dive a little bit more into what the Jesus film is. Because for me personally, for my ministry experience and many of the tools I have used have actually been the, with the, through the Jesus film. But for some of our listeners, they might have zero clue what the Jesus film is. So let's just start with that. Could you explain what the Jesus film is in maybe uh, a nutshell? Yes, the Jesus film is basically the Gospel of Luke put to film. It was filmed in 1979 uh, in the Holy Land. And since 1979, the Jesus Film Project has been seeking to record that film into languages around the world. So, by God's grace, since that time, the Jesus Film is now in 1,904 languages. So, we thank God that Jesus Film was actually in the Guinness Book of World Records for yes. the most translated movie in history. Uh, the second most translated is Disney's Lion King, really? around 42 languages, I believe, and then uh, Frozen is actually getting around 40 as well. So uh, we got we got a little bit of space on them. I mean, it might take them a while to catch up to <laughs> 1,904. Yeah, they're, they're not going quite as remote as we are uh, for recording new languages of their film. But uh, we're thankful that about 98% of the world can see the film in their own language. So uh, what I personally do is for the last six years, I've been leading the team that travels and records the new languages of the film. So I had for many years uh, traveled and recorded myself. And then for the last six years, my wife and I have been leading that team, sending people around the world in teams of twos and threes to record that new film, uh, Mm. that new language of the Jesus film. 
Yeah. Well, and that's why I, I find your guys' story so compelling um, just to hear the places that you guys have gone, the people you've been able to interact with, and the Jesus film. I mean, it opens so many doors. Uh, for me personally, I have sat on a couch many times with someone from a different country than me who speaks a different language than me, and we sat and watched a movie together. We watched the Jesus film, and it was because they had an interest in the person of Jesus. They've never experienced the Bible. And so rather than saying, hey, let's read something in English or watch something in English, I'm like, hey, I'll be the one that struggles through this movie, and you can be the one who understands it. Let's hear it in your your language, your heart language. And it's led to really great conversations, and a lot of times, well, no, every time I've done it, people have appreciated it because uh, when you're using a tool like this, you're letting their language take the lead, and you're yeah. taking the back seat. Lots of fun with it, lots of good conversations. And there's also a Jesus Film app, which has mm -hmm. lots of shorts as well in multiple languages, which uh, I've used for good like conversation starters. And they work with uh, people who speak English too. It doesn't just have to be foreign languages. Correct. Yeah, the, the app is awesome. Everything that we have ever recorded, every language, every film we've ever done is there for free. You can download them to your phone, to your iPad, to your computer. If you're going on a short-term mission trip, whatever languages are spoken in that country, you can download those and play those. If you're going to uh, a restaurant where your waiter or waitress speaks a different language, you can just pop up the app, ask them, hey, where are you from? And what language do you speak? Um, you could tell them, hey, I think we have a film in your language. They'll probably not believe that you have a film yes. in their language. And then you can hopefully prove them wrong. And uh, I, I generally bet that you will be able to prove them wrong, yes. that the Jesus film is in their language and you can play a little portion for them. And then they'll be like, whoa, hey, can I have that? Can I have that? And then you can send them a link to it. So yeah, awesome way to do it. Before I move on, John, are there any things that you wanted to share generally about the Jesus film? I wanted to give you kind of an opportunity. Like we talked about a little bit about what it is, uh, the app and the film, but do you have any statistics you want to share or, or just factoids that kind of help people understand the scope of the Jesus film uh, besides the just 1,904 translations. Yeah, well, we're really, really thankful that um, we have a team that looks really uh, into depth into the statistics of the Jesus film, which is awesome, and what's going on around the world. And so one of the cool statistics that we've recently uh, heard and through a lot of calculations have developed that about one person every second receives Christ as a result of viewing the Jesus film. So about wow. 10 people view the film huh. about every second, about one person each second receives Christ as a result of viewing the Jesus film. So just totally amazing. Praise the Lord. It's the power of God's word is where the power comes from. It's because it's the gospel of Luke. Uh, mm -hmm. What's also mm -hmm. been neat is throughout the pandemic, uh, we've seen an increase in a lot of ways that the that God is using the Jesus film. So one of my coworkers said to me, uh, actually he said it in one of our, um, our publishing um, documents that, you know, when the world hit pause due to the COVID, uh, Jesus was on their screen. The Jesus film was on mm -hmm. their screen. So we have satellite broadcasts of the Jesus film going out throughout the pandemic. And so in 2020, just in Easter alone, we saw more viewings of the Jesus film 
through uh, satellite broadcast than all of 2019. So there were wow. 163 million viewings of the Jesus film just Easter weekend during the pandemic, and that was more than all of 2019. Huh. And so neat things through just satellite broadcasts, also our YouTube channel. So yeah, when the world hit pause, uh, the Jesus film was on their screens. Well, and it's one of the things I think that speaks one of the reasons I speak so highly of the Jesus film and so many people do is just because you're looking at what God's done through uh, this free resource yeah. and just, it gives people who are just maybe would never have access any other way. It's the only thing in their language that if they sense the stirring, this, uh, who is this God? Who is this Jesus? Mm-hmm. By clicking on it, they literally can have access to the entire book of Luke. Mm-hmm. And just they're getting scripture in their language spoken to them and get to see it portrayed and acted out by actors. And it's been incredibly effective. Obviously, a person coming to faith every second, when you break that down, that's kind of mind-boggling. Yeah, totally mind-boggling. And and given the amount of people around the world that are illiterate, um, it, it is a way for them to hear the gospel when they wouldn't be able to read a document or a Bible if it was put into their hands. And so, yeah, we're so thankful. Well, and then one more thing on this before I move on, but even for me, when you're talking about like being able to hear it and see it rather than read it, I've had quiet times where like I've been like, I had this stirring, like I wasn't connecting with the word, I was having a hard time reading it, and I just popped in the Jesus film Mm. in English. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's just like, it's this opportunity, this different way that is both visual and through my ears as auditory where I get to experience the word of God. And it's just, for me, it's been very powerful and moving in quiet times as well. And so, yeah, just if you're looking for something new to try in a quiet time, watch the Jesus film. It's kind of fun. That's awesome. I love that. So where I want to take this now is still serious, but slightly more funny, I think. Um, I've traveled with the Jesus film trip people before, mm-hmm. uh, gone on vacation with them. And one thing I've noticed is that when, at least when I've gone with Jesus film people, they like to pick some pretty rough places. And I've had some pretty crazy stories, which I'll share another time, um, based on the accommodations they decided to choose. So you guys are known for going to do crazy things for roughing it, um, losing your luggage and then having to, like your wife shared a story one time of just, you know having one shirt for like two weeks or something like that. (laughs) Would you like to share um, maybe a couple of these crazier, but also God is moving in these stories. Like that's the thing in these stories. Like they're crazy in some sense because you guys are like from a normal, not traveling person perspective, like you're really roughing it, but then you're entering into like holy spaces. Mm -hmm. And so could you share maybe a story or two along those lines? Yeah, I I think I can think of one. Um, my wife and I flew into a uh, an African country, kind of in Central Africa, and you know, when we arrived, um, by God's grace, we were able to get our recording equipment, but the rest of our luggage didn't arrive, and there was actually five of us, and we were going to be splitting up, and so we had our recording equipment. We didn't have our personal stuff, but. That's all right. How often uh, does that happen? So, um, you know, actually, it hasn't happened all that often. I'm very thankful. That's um, good. Okay. You know, the more I think about it, it really hasn't. Maybe happened I'm often. exaggerating a little so, bit. So, I good. mean, <laughs> it's it's not uncommon, but uh, maybe I've just been fortunate. Uh, but <laughs> so we began about a 20 hour drive from that capital city into the jungle, mm-hmm. and uh, the roads were as soon as you left the capital city, it was 
uh, just very muddy. And so we were going to the ends of the earth and it was amazing. And um, unfortunately, we had uh, an accident on the way. There was kind of like this culvert um, concrete berm that was mm. amidst this really high grass right next to the road. And so we hit that at around probably 35 miles an hour and it just Ooh. stopped our car um, right dead in its tracks. And my wife flew forward and the other uh, Africans with us mm. were, were kind of bu- were bumped up a bit. But we happened to be one about one kilometer away from one of two hospitals in the country, a Doctors Without Borders hospital. Oh, wow. So we were able to hop on motorcycle taxis, get, uh, get some, a little bit of medical help, uh, we eventually got to our final location where we recorded the Jesus film, and the car was fixed. Amazingly enough, uh, it, it had some um, it had some quirks to it uh, now. <laughs> but so we were driving back after that recording, and then the car just died right outside this village. As the car just stopped dead, and uh, the Africans with us were looking at the car, all these villagers surrounded our car. And so Kelly and I got out, and obviously we were quite a spectacle, uh, being the only uh, Caucasians around and probably few that have ever been seen. And so uh, the African said, well, we got to go to another village to uh, get some equipment to repair this car. You guys just stay here. We're like, okay. And so the local village is very sweet. There's one bench uh, kind of in the midst of Mm -hmm. the huts and whatnot, and they let us sit on the hut. Uh, excuse me, sit on the bench amidst these huts. And then they just all kind of surrounded us and looked at us and we didn't really know what to do. And I didn't really have any, like, I felt like it was great time that if I knew juggling or knew something very entertaining I could have done. But uh, I was, we were trying to think about what to do. And um, I decided, well, hey, we have the Jesus film on our computer. Why don't we just uh, play it for them? And so we had it in French, which is a trade language mm-hmm. in this part of Africa. And so I just opened up my laptop and I started playing the Jesus film in French. And all of a sudden, more and more people were surrounding us. And so we had this group of about 100 African people just uh, watching the Jesus film in French in a trade language. And there was another guy who knew, bo- knew both French and the local language. Mm-hmm. And he was translating for them. And there was this very thin, small acacia tree uh, close by amidst the crowd, and uh, a guy climbed up that to get over the crowd so that he could watch the Jesus film. It was like a Zacchaeus moment, yeah. you know, but that that tree was should not have been climbed by any man, that little acacia <laughs> tree. I, I hope Zacchaeus is, well, was a little more um, sturdy in his sycamore tree because this one, that guy shouldn't have been climbing, but he did, and he it held him. And so they watched, they watched about three-quarters of the Jesus film before... Um, uh, the local people got back and the, the car was ready to go again. And so they told us it's time to go. And I closed the computer and there was a collective, ah, when we stopped showing the Jesus film. But then he gave an invitation to receive Christ and a repeat after me prayer. And uh, so many of these tribal folks repeated the prayer to receive Christ. And then we hopped back in our car and waved goodbye while they cheered and waved goodbye to us. And that was that happened. So in the midst of Jesus film recordings, there we were showing it as well. So. It's just cool to hear how God can use, you know, obviously something like breaking down a car. Yeah. And then the car is weakened, so the car doesn't make it, stops right outside a village. And just... 
like at that moment, you guys were just, you know, you guys were stuck there. The villagers were just being kind to you and they were interested and you found something that they were, they genuinely wanted to watch it. Yeah. And then they were moved by it. Totally. And it's just crazy to see God using um, breaking down vehicles, something that is seen as such an inconvenience and such a hassle to help proclaim his name. Yeah. And what was also awesome is we, the Doctors Without Borders, um, the doctors there were from various parts around the world. And uh, we were able to give them copies of the Jesus film that they were going to play in the waiting room for their patients. Uh, so we gave them Jesus film DVDs while we ate tuna melts in the middle of remote Africa. So it was awesome. Why tuna? Because <laughs> they had it. <laughs> so they made they were offering and we're like, yeah, man, I'll take a tuna melt. Yeah. So anyway. That's great. Do you have uh, one more story before we wrap up? Sure, sure. Yeah, just one that kind of um, brings in COVID and just kind of how God used COVID in a particular situation. So... Yeah, we recently heard from the field about a, a man named Leon. So I think that's a code name. So Leon heard that a group of Christians whom he regarded as infidels were going to the villages around him. They were showing his people what he called a blasphemous film. And he was enraged, wanted to, wanted to find him and hunt him down. You know, he followed every report about this team, but he kept arriving too late. Uh, so this was a Jesus film showing team. He later said it was like an unseen power was preventing me from finding these people. He's super frustrated. He returned home, and then his mom was gravely ill with COVID. Um, She blamed him for her illness. She said, their God came and visited me. Now you must go and find them. Bring them back here. Have them pray for me. Only their God can save me. So what little she knew she she was sharing with Leon, but... Uh, this time, though, when he went to go look for this film showing team, he said, I felt like I was being led. Within an hour, Leon found the film team. Uh, they went with him to his mom, prayed for her healing. That very day, she began to recover. The team then showed uh, their family the Jesus film. Several believed, including the mother as well as Leon. And then next, the team used their equipment to show others the Jesus film. And before their work was done, 1,640 families became followers of Jesus, and they were baptized in this super dangerous area. Mm. And today, Leon is being trained to be the first church leader in his region, a house pastor. So rather than hunting down infidels, he's now discipling believers for Christ. So, yeah, just awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah, another story of life transformation, of God just... God moving in unexpected ways of a mother saying, no, bring them back. Like yeah. he wants to, he wants to kill him. But now he's like, now he became someone who's now a follower and disciple maker for Jesus. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there are so many stories um, when we talk about the Jesus film, like, uh, like in the back of my mind, like since all the people I know who've used it, obviously you guys on the field recording it mm-hmm. um, and then distributing it. Um, I would just encourage people to learn more about um, the Jesus film. And do you have any like uh, like a next step or maybe a challenge you could uh, give to our listeners for someone who's maybe their heart's being stirred by the Jesus film and what they're hearing right now? Yeah, uh, probably a great next step is to download the Jesus film app. Um, you can just go to the App Store or um, yeah, the Google Google App Store and you can get 
the Jesus Film app and download that and just take a look around. You'll see the Jesus Film. You'll see some of our other films like Magdalena. Uh, we have a story of Jesus for children, which personally is my favorite. It's an hour long. It's yeah. kids that tell the story. I, I love the Jesus. They're film very for cute. Yeah, super cute, super awesome. Um, that's a great. That's great. And then we also. As the Jesus Movement has been showing, been shown around the world, we're finding that a lot of churches are getting planted and formed as a result of these showings. And so we realize that we need to also do discipleship material. Yeah. So we have some films on there that uh, are discipleship films. And then also, as you mentioned, we have short films that kind of help more as conversation starters that can maybe eventually lead into a longer uh, longer film such as the Jesus Film. So I just recommend going to the app or else just going to jesusfilm.org. Just check it out, look around a little bit, and uh, yeah. Yeah, John, thanks so much for taking time to just um, share a little bit about your heart, what you guys have been doing for these past numbers of years, and helping us understand a little bit more about the Jesus Film and what it is. So yeah, thanks for taking time. Yeah, you bet. My pleasure. So I really appreciated this interview with John. I love his heart. Um, when you talk to John, how he sounded on this podcast is exactly how he talks in real life. He just bleeds passion for for Jesus, for God, and for the work he is involved in. He genuinely believes in what he does, and it's completely genuine. And I really, really appreciate that about him and his wife. Um, it's just amazing people. If you ever get a chance to meet them, I would strongly encourage you to do so. But now that we've gone through the interview, we have, like I said in the beginning, we actually have a Zacchaeus moment. There's still Zacchaeuses around the world, which I just found really exciting. Um, just a fun little part of that story. But I also just want to encourage you guys before we wrap up this podcast to take seriously the challenge to check out the Jesus Film app. It's, it's not a complicated next step just to download an app and start watching parts of it. And one thing I would strongly encourage everyone that for me is probably one of my favorite parts of the entire app is a short film called My Last Day. And this one, it's actually an anime. It's made by a very reputable animation studio that's well known that has done some very large projects besides this. And it's this beautiful depiction of Jesus going to the cross from the eyes of one of the thieves on the cross next to him. I have found it incredibly powerful for myself and it's one that I like to show people if I get the opportunity, if they're interested because it's, it's a well done anime but it's an anime about a different angle of Jesus and his crucifixion on the cross. So go check that out. There are so many different ways you can engage with that app. And I mean, film is a way that many of us can connect to things and people who might be far spiritually might actually be interested watching a film about Jesus and could engage them in that capacity. And like I said, it's actually very well done. And it's also in multiple languages as well. So it doesn't just have to be with English speakers you show this to. So that is my um, challenge and encouragement to all of you to take that seriously. And I look forward to talking to you next time on What in the World.